All right. journey. So I will just I'll just temporarily host. Sure. And then... jump in. Mamma mia. Oh, this guy we had we hired him to replace oh. you. But that would that doesn't sound at all like you guys trying to get rid of the Canadian. It's not my fault you all have tomorrow off. Here's your Game Boy. Shut the fuck up. I'm even talking in your native tongue. Tear your throat out. Tear your throat out. Tear your throat out. Tear your throat out. Anyone that's the way you need it. Right. Let me turn down my volume so I'm deaf. All right. Three, two. I'm not going to say one. One. When there's no more room in hell, the dead walk here. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. You're all going to die down here. Rule number one for surviving zombie land cardio. Look, okay, just get any blunt object together, alright? If you get cornered, bash him in the head, that seems to work out. Keep together, stay sharp, and follow me. Good evening, everyone. This is not a recording. I'm back. Welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Piven, and joining me as always, Bob Fournier. Hi, Rick. Welcome back. I have a joke for you. Oh, God. What is this? This one's better than my last one. (laughs) It better be. All right. What kind of candy does a zombie refuse to eat? Um, Candy corn. Candy corn. (laughs) I refuse candy corn. A lifesaver. Terrible. Terrible. What does that mean? It means... uh, Hey, is that Ryan Murphy? (laughs) Yeah, I think that uh, that recognizable Canadian voice is Ryan Murphy. What you can't hear is me silently swinging my fire extinguisher nunchucks. Tear your throat out. Yeah, what? That wasn't me. What? <laughs> Sounded like you. We, we can smell maple syrup on your breath, though. And well, with us I have been also <laughs> Luke Page. Howdy. Going on. Not much. How's, how's everybody been? I didn't get eaten by a zombie. I've been sick for like a month. I've had issues. But I'm back. Do you get it? A lifesaver? Listen, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Man, Rick, you've had quite the journey. (laughs) Oh. And that's the last time you heard of Ryan Murphy on the podcast. (laughs) We have to, I have to get this out there. So I listened to last week's episode and decided that there is entirely way too much of that band. What band? On that episode. (laughs) What band? Uh, Band, not Fleetwood Mac. Not yeah. Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> but, and it's also funny because Bob mentioned that that's a that's his thing. Anytime somebody says that, he plays that. But he's never played that on Fanboys before, so I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> Play what? Well, for this last time, a journey, little, jer- little journey. You guys both said it, so I'm gonna do it this time. Many times. Okay. I'm sorry, Rick. Tear your throat out. Okay. All right. <laughs> Now that we're done with that, why don't we journey on over to the news? The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and is spreading rapidly. Now, all right. Well, this week in zombie news, 
Uh, Bob, why don't you tell us about this uh, this little zombie book we got going on? A little zombie book. It's actually a children's zombie book, which makes it little. A little children's zombie book. <laughs> um, it's kind of a cool concept. Obviously, it's aimed more at adults. It, it was written by a husband and wife combo, apparently when they were bicycling around Europe. Because, I mean, I guess you have nothing else to talk about except for the post-apocalyptic world when you're bicycling around Europe. But um, I, I talk about it while I'm driving at work all day. By yourself? To myself. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I, I guess it's a book of little children zombies and how to get by as a zombie when you're a little baby. Um, cool. I kind of want to read it. I want to see a little bit more about it. Um, like I said, it's more of an adult thing aimed at kids, but um, I'll give it a shot. So it's, is it, it's a neat is, idea. Is it just a, a, like a book explaining to kids what zombies are, or is it like a uh, just a book about zombies? It's, it's a like book. A, yeah, go ahead, Lou. I was going to say, it's like a kid's book about, instead of like A is for Apple, it's like A is brain for eating. Nice. Didn't yeah. they do so, something like this with um, OAB Normal? Uh, stop, me guys, stop me if you don't know what I'm talking about, but there was a Kickstarter. There's a, there's a <laughs> I, do Kickstarter. Know, I do know of a book called Everybody Poops. Is it like that? I, yeah. <laughs> You stole my joke. <laughs> I wasn't even getting around to that. That was going to be my outro joke, but I was going to say that I thought there was. I thought. I thought this book is. It comes off as more like a story, whereas the book you're describing is actually an actual book. Like it's the alphabet, the zombie alphabet, or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, abnormal was working on something like that. This has drawing by a, a guy. I guess his name's Scott Brun, Brundage. Brundage. He. Uh, he's a lot. He's in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, that kind of stuff. Um, it's got an adult sense of irony, they're calling it, like um, Calvin and Hobbes. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to see it. I, is there any... It's a, it's apparently on being published via Kickstarter, so it's probably on Kickstarter right now. Yeah, so there's no link. Have a look at right. it. Um, but I'm guessing it's it's probably better than the Berenstein Bears play baseball. I don't know. Hey. The Berenstein Bears were awesome. Not as good as... Where the Wild Things Are. Still my favorite kid's book. I don't care who you are. It's awesome. <laughs> Probably not as good as uh, Zombie U. Oh. Speak, speaking of which, uh, someone here has a Wii U who may have been able to play this game possibly. Thank you. Thank you. Hold your applause. I was able to pick up a Wii U on uh, Sunday. and now I actually... don't, don't tell us how much of a bad decision it was. Just tell us about the game. Actually, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I've been dealing with a lot of... A lot of people making snide comments, and I, I, I get it. I understand you're all afraid that that the Wii U might be actually a good thing, and uh, I'm here to say that it's um, it's good for the right people. For me, it's a great system because I'm sick of I love my Nintendo titles, and I'm sick of playing them on an SD console. So having an HD, basically an HD Wii. Um, is nice. And for all you people saying like, oh, well, it's so expensive. Well, you know what? <laughs> it does come with a tablet. It, it Well, yeah, it comes with the controller is definitely two-thirds of the price. But, I mean, and I'm not saying I'm not going to buy a, a 720 when it comes out, but when that sucker comes out next year, it's going to cost double what I paid for the Wii U. I can tell you that right now. And I know yeah. a lot of you are saying like, well, it's going to have better graphics. It's going to be a hardcore system, which is true, which is why I'm going to own both. Which is yeah. why I'm glad the Wii U came out this year and not next year with 
anyways, um, that's more rant for another show. But uh, yeah, I did pick up Zombie U, and the great thing about this game is that obviously it has zombies, or we wouldn't be talking about it. Well, yeah. Um, and uh, it's the most unique game I have for the system. It's the one that keeps pulling me back, which is which is great, and and um, it's a very well, I did live stream it, and Lou is watching, so he can probably make some comments as well. But uh, he, Lou, you described it as a what was? How did you describe it? It's a zombie roguelike. Okay, so what that means basically is that I am in, confused. <laughs> yeah, in the normal in the normal mode, you start as a survivor, and you're given a mission by like this guy in like we'll say the control tower or something. You hear him over the radio, and he says, "Go do this." Say you do that and you're doing fine, and then on the way back to the safe house to turn in your quest, you get killed by a zombie or by my one survivor who ended up stepping in fire for some reason, stupid bitch. Anyways, um, so I died, and when you die, you, you're dead, and you start over as a new survivor. And when you come back, you have to go get your supplies from your zombie, the zombie survivor that you just saw. That you you just were and died as. Does that make sense? Am I no. making sense? No? Um, no. I, I'm may, may, yes. may, may I explain, Brian? <laughs> sure. Lou, you explain because evidently I'm not cutting it. Basically, <laughs> the idea of a roguelike is you have one objective and you die and you're going to die over and over and over and over again. And the game is cr- incredibly hard. So every time you die, you have to find the body of the corpse that you just left behind to get your supplies. Oh. It's like a new It's like a new life, but you have to get to that floor of the dungeon wherever you are to get your supplies. And it's like starting the game over and over and over and over again. Why couldn't you just say that, Ryan? <laughs> okay, come on now. But watching well, but watching Ryan play Zombie U, basically, he was playing as a woman and he, he got tripped up, got killed. And then, bam, he started over again as a guy, and the guy, I swear, looked just like Merle. It was kind of <laughs> freaky. Wait, and, wait, what uh, happened there? <laughs> I don't know. And um, afterwards, he had to go and find his body wandering through the same floor again, except there were more zombies the next time around. That's cool. Yeah. Now, this game's getting some pretty good reviews. Uh, I think the Metascore right now is 74. I want to ask you, Ryan, is it – and trying to explain this normally – um, is it what as intense? <laughs> is it as intense as the trailer makes it out to be? Because like I see a guy on the Wii U pad, and he's like typing in a, a a code to unlock it while he's looking at his TV, and zombies are coming at him. Like um, to me, that'd be kind of a lot of fun. But is it like really that intense as you're going through it? It is. It's pretty intense in the sense that the game never pauses. So like some games, where if you look at your inventory or you do you're looking at a map or something, the game pauses and you have a, a good amount of time to figure out what you're doing. But in this game, it never pauses. If you're looking at your inventory, you basically look at the game pad and you're fiddling with your inventory while on the TV screen you kind of see your character shuffling through his backpack. Um, and that's the interesting part is that it builds tension. So you mentioned that specific scenario where they were trying to enter a code into a door I, before I was live streaming, actually last night, I came to a point where I had to open this door and I was being surrounded by zombies and I was almost dead. So I'm like, okay, I have one shot here. I need to get this code in and get through this door so this horde doesn't kill me. So I'm like, 
Okay, I go up to the door. I start jamming codes in, and on the screen you see these zombies starting to like corral around me, and I'm like, if I don't make this code, I'm gonna die, and it just builds tension. And obviously, I died because I panicked. Right, I wasn't able to get the code in, and uh, didn't go very well. That's what that's what I like, and you can make fun of me if you want, but I've been debating on the Wii U, and um, actually, I was gonna get one. I think. What did you say to me, Ryan? Here's your Game Boy. Shut the fuck up. Okay, that's what it was, and Mm -hmm. I I was thinking about it, and I was like, this game could be one of those games that just keeps drawing me back to the Wii U. I kind of want to get a Wii U just for this game. Obviously, I could get it for other games and stuff like that, but it just looks like that kind of fun zombie game. Like, you know the first time you play Left 4 Dead, and you're like, this is absolutely intense and amazing? That's what I feel like this game could do, and I I want to try it. It's by no means perfect. None of the games that have come out for the Wii U are perfect, and um, I wouldn't say go pick up a Wii U specifically for this game, but I said this on Gamers In, and, and I'll say it again. The the first year of the Wii U's life cycle is going to be the proof as to whether it sticks around. And that, that proof is in the games. Um, and if we don't see any sort of like gems come out similar to Zombie U uh, in the next year, the Nintendo's going to have a hard fight on their hands. And um, But if, if studios keep doing interesting titles like this, like if this was just a standard zombie game, no one would give two shits. But because it's... It's like a roguelike type system, and it uses the gamepad very creatively. Like this game could be done on other systems, but wouldn't be the same. All right. Well, it, scale scale of one to ten. What do you give it? I'd say probably a high eight. Oh, that's uh, good. So I mean, it's good, but it's 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 frustrating, kind of like you die a lot. So, but that's, that's kind of where it's averaging right now is if yeah. it, with most reviews is about an eight. If you're if you're looking for reviews, um, I would suggest uh, Polygon's review or Giant Bomb's reviews. They were they favor the game, but um, they focus on the best parts about the game. So those would be the one reviews I recommend. That's reading. cool. Nice. Hey, real quick, uh, just sent you guys the link. Uh, I found the Kickstarter for that zombie book. It's um horrifying. It is not anything that I would read to a kid at all. It's it's literally about um, how to find brains as a zombie, uh-huh. and these images are horrifying for kids. Where'd you post the link? Uh, in Skype. And uh, just just a few of the first pages is a brain is for eating. Yes, that's what I said. They come in all sizes and hide in the head. The package is different, some big, some small. Some packing has two brains and some not at all. And the one with two brains is a pregnant woman. Oh. Oh, I so want this book now. It's only got three days left, and they need another $4,000 to be funded, and it's only got three days to go. So they need to get a bunch more backers, but it looks horrifying. The illustrations are... Yeah. Disturbing. Almost, right? Wow. This is bad radio, but wow. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a link in our guys, show notes. Yeah, go, well, just go over to Kickstarter and you can search for a brain is for eating and it'll, it comes right up. Uh, it's by Pale.Voyage is the, the company. Um, and yeah, it looks horrifying. It's very graphic. Um, I like that the zombie can see x-rays of where the brains are. Um, he can see the baby brain in the belly. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> All right. And uh, our last bit of news, uh, Lou, what's going on with The Walking Dead? Well, 
Whoa, According to a leak, slammed the door. My house. There's a ghost in here. Oh god! <laughs> Bob, okay. get out of the house. <laughs> I'll be back. Guys. There's a zombie in the house, Bob. Run. You're in the house. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm sorry. But, I'm, I'm good now. Sorry, guys. Well, <laughs> Continue. According to a a leak, uh, a f- character from the Walking Dead comics will be soon introduced into the show. It looks like Tyrese, yes. a football player, professional football player, will be joining the cast of uh, Walking Dead this season. Now, I don't remember when Tyrese was introduced in the comic. For some reason, I thought he was in the prison, but I don't think he was. He was in the prison because he's the guy that actually went crazy in the prison and locked himself in the cafeteria and killed like 7,000 zombies. Wait, what are you talking about? The, the comic book? In the comic book, yeah, because he's not on the show yet. Okay. In the so comic, he, in the comic, he was the the big black prisoner, right? Uh, no, uh, no. Rick met up with him on the road, and he fell in love with um, uh, oh Andrea or whatever her name is. Uh, was it Andrea? No, it was uh, another girl. She's a lot of busy. Show. Yeah, no. He um, yeah, he's just this former NFL player. He had a hammer the entire comic book, and he lost. I think his. Oh, this is spoilers, by the way. Um, he lost his daughter, right? And he went absolute nuts, and they were in the prison, and he locked himself in the cafeteria, and Rick thought he was gone. An hour later, like something like that, they opened the doors, and he was sitting there just surrounded by dead zombies all Everywhere. over the place. And I was like, this character. And I thought um, I thought he was going to be in the show for sure. And then when I yeah. saw T-Dog, I thought T-Dog was kind of his replacement. Yeah. But the fact that they're adding this guy in, <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, and according to the, the little news article, it says that – Tyrese was kind of Rick's right-hand man in the comic. So what does that mean for Daryl on the show? I think Daryl's going to continue to be that kind of loner right-hand man. Because Daryl's obviously going to find his brother, right? I say, yeah, we'll talk about it later. But Daryl's right-hand man probably until they find Merle. Right. Or Merle finds them. Something's going to happen. Yeah. More on that later tonight, right? Right. Right. Mm. All right. Well... We all seem pretty excited about that. That'll be pretty cool. Um, so why don't we uh, journey on over to our weapon of choice? Come on. You think I'm going to miss that? Grab the shotgun. Everybody grab a weapon. I got some ammo right here. Now that's a weapon. All right. Wait, uh, can I guess what your weapon of choice is this week? You'll never guess it. I think I got it. I'm looking around my house right now. <laughs> here it is, right here it is, right here. Pizza topping. I knew it. Nice. Ah, poison right. pizza toppings. So, um, my <laughs> weapon of choice is, is... either is either gonna be <laughs> here we go uh, a purse or Hold pots on. and pans. Think, think which, about this which would you like me to discuss? Think about this carefully. <laughs> Listen, the purse could be a defensive weapon that you can put over a zombie's head if it's coming at you. And pots and pans you can smash them in the face with. There's nothing else that you came across your day-to-day life today. Why why don't we just play a game? What's in Rick Piven's house? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen, I I deliver bread. For my work, I deliver bread. I can't use bread against zombies. (laughs) You can use a purse, though. But well, if listen, you put something in the purse, it could be used as a weapon. Or, listen, you put doorknobs in the purse. Ladies have tons of purses. It's a known fact. They have thousands. Okay, yeah. easy sexism. It's science. <laughs> it's science. Sex is a man. It's 12 in my basement that my wife doesn't use. I'm playing and that again. And if zombie's running at you and you open up the purse and get it around its head, then you bash the face in without quite... 
Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on one second. All right. How big of, how big of a purse we got here? Is there anything like my wife's dick so big that you could probably fit half a person in it? (laughs) God. Either that or watching all the Lord of the Rings movies recently, um, I can wear all these pots and pans around my belt like Samwise Gamgee and, uh, you know, smash them in the face and use them to cook food. That's not a bad plan. But wait, you're going to use pots and pans as a weapon and get guts all over them then cook in them? Smash them with the bottom of the pan, and you cook in the top of the pan. But then exactly. all your your food smells like guts. You're already surrounded by zombies. It's I'm called soap, Ryan. Everywhere. Soap. Well, <laughs> you made, in Canada, we don't have soap. <laughs> Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> they rub maple leaves together. And whatever, whatever, <laughs> no, no, that's, how, soap. that's how we create fire, Rick. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> This has become the most, like, host-offensive show I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I don't like being Rick. <laughs> I want that Michael dude back. He was nice. <laughs> this, is, this is Rick who just drank an entire cup of coffee at 8 o'clock at night. Oh, which I never... So we're going to go with pots and pans in a purse. It's in a purse. Um, in a... It's either that or a chair. And you can't really travel around town with a chair. I think I tried that one before. Chair? A refrigerator door? Not a Lunch, bad choice. Lunchbox is just a hard purse. Um, That's all we got. <laughs> hold on. I'm looking around. I'm trying to bail you out, Rick, here. Uh, uh, cat litter. You could blind them. Mm. Or you could, you could pour it down their throat. I don't want to get that close. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Pots and pans will work. Uh, if you can tell from all of my weapons of choice, they're all usually melee stuff. <laughs> I, you know, none of us, I mean, Ryan's the only one that really thought out of the box. Whose turn is it next week? Uh, uh, Someone think out of the goddamn box. I believe it's me. Okay. Lou, your, your challenge next week. Think out of the box. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and don't pick a box. <laughs> don't pick a box. Well, no, that would be inside the box. <laughs> Not if you stayed outside. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Listen. Purse. <laughs> when I'm walking around and I'm on a journey... And he's got his purse. I'm on fire with I, that button. Have all my purse. purse on in my purse with me. Um, hey, and, don't uh, throw French words at us. We don't know what you're talking about. You're from Canada. So? <laughs> um, That's but racist. I do, have, I do have a man bag that counts as a purse, right? Well, okay, okay. Let's, let's roll it back here. Too. Satchel? So, Indiana Jones has one. He does. I'm not debating your masculinity. Um, <laughs> Covered in fake tattoos and pins. <laughs> okay. You, you got your purse and you got your pots. Like, my problem was keeping them clean. If you put, if the purse was big enough and you put the pans in the purse, you could kind of swing it around like a, like, you know. I would just I, fill the, pur- you could just fill the purse with rocks. Bricks. Right. Or bricks. zombie heads. <laughs> yeah, you could use it as, like, some sort of. Guy. Deterrent. <laughs> the crazy guy who walks around with zombie heads. Right? And the smell would keep zombies away from me. That's According true. to The Walking Dead, it would. According, according to The Walking Dead, I can just cover myself in zombie, and zombies won't smell me. That's the only... I think this is The Walking Dead is the only series where I've seen that actually work. <laughs> right? 
It's weird. Um, I've seen it in a couple of other things. It, it makes sense to me. I, I think it, I think I like I like the idea of it. I don't it think it the... makes sense because zombies tear you out to get your blood and guts. And I think if you were covered in it, they'd be like, is that blood and guts? <laughs> yeah, they, you're covered in rotting blood and guts. They eat living flesh, Bob. Yeah, they, that's why they don't eat other zombies. What is this, in episode the... one of Zamp? Come on. Yeah, come on, Bob. I'm, I guess I'm a newbie. Yeah. In the film, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Dead Hate the Living. The zombie film, the zombies outbreak happens while in the filming of a zombie movie. And the special effects That's guy awesome. and the director cover themselves in zombie makeup and dress like zombies to get away from the zombies at one point. Well, if they do it with Shaun Bob, of the Dead, too. If, if me and Bob learned anything from Chillerama, um, you can also become a zombie by nope. having someone nope. shoot their wad in popcorn. I did not learn a thing from Chillerama <laughs> because that is the most disturbing thing I've ever watched. Let's talk about something else. Is that a hunter? <laughs> All right. Well, now that we're done with my weapon of choice being a purse or pots and pans, uh, let's uh, journey over to the topic of the week. I was going to keep you alive. Carl, baby. And then... I thought there'd be time. There's never time. Jeez, I loved you. I love, I love you. How does that make you feel, huh? Sad? Sad? This, this was Rick Goes Batshit episode. Like, he lost it. But he also gained it back. Ryan Murphy, if you listen back to last week, you called everything that was going to happen this week. I don't know if you realize this. Oh, but did you, I? Yeah, you were like, uh, Rick's going to snap out of it. Uh, Michonne's going to get to the prison. Like, you, you pretty much watched the episode and came back in time. And Are like, you sure you're talking about Ryan and not me? Listen, I was saying all that last week while listening to the show. Sounds like Lou. It doesn't. I'm usually well, no, not because right. Lou and I are on the same page of like we think we have another full episode of Rick going crazy before he kind of snaps back into it. But at the end of this episode, he kind of gained his ground again. Yeah, but see, Ryan was talking about ripping zombies open to get wedding rings back. He, okay, seriously, I am I am correct in that sense no, because they never dragged a body. Let's out. be clear. Um, I rewatched that episode a couple times, just that scene, uh, and then in this episode, they showed that zombie. Ain't no way that's his wife. Right. No, I no. didn't say it was his wife. I said that the zombie ate his wife. That is, is that what you're trying a to say? possibility. <laughs> like when I, yeah. I watched that episode after I listened to last week's Zamp. I cheated. And I watched that episode after. And where her body was, there is a blood trail, like something's being dragged, that goes right to the zombie that Rick Thank finds. You. And he stabs. And that zombie is pretty full looking, so. Pretty full. That, zomb- they, that zombie probably ate Lori. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Finally, so we have I'm, I'm, some reason. Ryan, you need Ryan. to learn how to explain things. <laughs> Ryan, right on that, I will call him wrong on the fact that he said it looked like Rick was cutting him op- cutting the zombie open to search for his wedding ring. Because I oh, don't think that's what he was doing. I think he was just mad that the zombie ate his wife. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I think you're right in that sense. And I need to learn how to explain things. Well, you know what, Bob? Explain that I got nothing. Here's your Game Boy. Shut the fuck up. Okay, there, thank it. you. I get it. Brian, right. in the past. But no, you're right. I, I I didn't think Rick could be crazy for one more episode. I mean, uh, Herschel kind of went down there and was like, you okay, dude? And and he's like, oh, I'm fine. I, I got this phone call. And Herschel's like, okay, he's crazy. He played it and, perfectly, too. Like, he was just like, oh, yeah, who'd you talk to, Rick, trying to get it out of him? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And like you, but I mean... Yeah, it was great. Did you guys 
um, catch. I mean, obviously, we knew the phone was not working. I mean, it's it's the apocalypse. But did you guys catch that the people's voices were past characters? Because yes. I I didn't. I I just thought it was like him going crazy. And then at the very end, like in my notes here, I have Rick talks to strangers. And then at the very end of my notes for the episode, Rick talks to dead people because I didn't <laughs> catch it until the very end. I it almost seems like he needed it. To like, because obviously that's the way the show wanted to go. He needed to come to grips with the fact that he's killed people that haven't been zombies, and that his wife just died. Yeah, and it's almost like those people that he used to know that were talking to him when he like finally said it and let it out. Like, because if you notice, they kept asking him questions, and when he kept finally admitting it, he would go on to the next question. You know what I mean? And it's almost go on like, to the next person. Yeah, the the show was almost like it's almost like a way for the show to explain to Rick to like, you know, this is how he's going to move on from this. Because otherwise, how could you? Like, he's going to finally be able to tell his wife that he loves her still. You know, like, his plan was to get time. You know what I mean? I'm hoping he starts to get sane a little bit again like he was near the end of the episode. But I'm hoping that he carries that phone around with him for a while. Because that was awesome. That was the best acting he's done on the show. That was so yeah, good. I would agree those phone with that. Calls. I would agree with that. This whole scene with him in that area there was just amazing. Like, just him dark, depressed, one zombie sitting there with a wedding band in its stomach. I mean, yeah. everything was great about that <laughs> whole area. No, I so, agree with that statement in the sense that um, I wasn't really feeling the end scene where he was, like, freaking out when he first finds out Lori's dead. But no, no. It, it seemed a little over the top to me, but I, don't know, I need to rewatch it maybe and look at it. Like it wasn't that bad. It could have been a lot worse. But this this entire episode here, where he's freaking out on the phone, I thought was very believable. And for a second there, I mean, I knew the phone wasn't working, but for a second there, I was like, maybe he's talking to people. Oh, talking well, my, to real people. My first thought was, I was looking to see if the phone was actually plugged into something, and it actually was. Yeah, there was and a I, wire coming out of the back yeah. of it. Yeah. And I was like, too. well, maybe they're going to deviate from the comic. And then I recognized one of the voices. And I went, oh, no, they're not. Never mind. Yeah. I didn't recognize any of the voices until the very end. It well, totally got yeah, me. I didn't either until I listened back. And I was like, yeah, that is them. That's crazy. My problem is is I knew that from the comic book. So I already knew that going into it, that he talks to people who are dead already, other than just Laurie. My, my thing was, though, like we have that scene and then suddenly naked people. Right. What? 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 <laughs> well, let's yeah. look at it this way. Rick going crazy on the phone was probably six different scenes over the course of yeah. the episode. And in between there, there was other shit. So at the beginning, we we start off with what happens right after Michonne leaves. They do the little gladiator thing that they did last week. And now they're going hunting for Michonne. Yeah, she left. And, and they found her um, go back zombie hieroglyphics. Wicked awesome. Which was pretty cool. And then everyone that works for the governor apparently sucks at their job because they all die. Or we have Ultra Except for Merle. Samurai Warrior Michonne. What? Are the, what? You just came out of a tree. Well, <laughs> okay. What, what kills me is they still haven't said her backstory. But, spoilers, in the comic book, her backstory is that she was a lawyer. Right. So, like, was she a ninja lawyer? Maybe. Absolutely. Because yeah. she learned how to be a ninja real fast. Okay, this... this specific part we're talking about really mm-hmm. caught me off guard i felt like i missed like a a, a a setup like i i understand the governor doesn't want people knowing about the place and running off all crazy like right but they never really ex- and i guess they didn't need to explain it but they didn't explain it i was sitting there like what are these guys doing and why are they trying to kill michonne and why is michonne now killing them like it just seems like 
I don't know. It caught me off guard. What you missed was the governor's really a bad guy, and nobody's figured it out yet. Well, what I don't understand is I've, I, yeah. they let Michonne leave, and then they had that whole gladiator thing at night. And then the next day, they immediately find where she is. Like, how did she know they were – like, whether she knew they were coming or not, that was like a whole day, day and a half before that even happened. And she was still that close to the town? Well, it's just it feels I like there was a bit I think they had of, a vehicle. Did yeah, they? They, they did. But I feel okay. like there was a missed opportunity there to kind of have – okay. And I, I Lou makes a good <laughs> point in the sense that the governor um, is an evil character and the show is doing a good a, – is doing a good uh, – what am I trying to say here? The show is doing a really good job at uh, sort of hiding that fact. Like there's there's scenes where, yeah, he's a bad dude. And then there's other scenes where it's like, oh, maybe he's, you know, he's just trying to protect his people. So I think maybe hiding the scene where he says, get her and kill her and bring her my her head yeah. is sort of like a scene we don't need to see because it it, it shows the governor in, in a really bad right. – like, okay, this guy's evil. So oh, yeah, right. evil. Well, while the Michonne thing was going on, we also had that super creepy, high sexual, tensed drinking whiskey scene with Andrea, where he's like, "Ah, how long has it been?" He's like, uh, "Since you had whiskey." <laughs> like, really? Uh, <laughs> we're like, gonna do, we're gonna do uh, that now? <laughs> it was like third grade acting too. Like it was yeah. like out of high school. He's just like. Uh, uh, you had whiskey, and I'm like, yeah. really? That's where we're going with this? He's like, I, I like it here. I like it in this town. I like it now. I like talking to you. Like, really? Okay, what's, that what's whole, happening here? That whole exchange, like, first of all, it I was understand. Very awkward. It was awkward, but I don't see. I can't picture that, and maybe that's just because of the acting. But I can't picture them two together. It feels weird. It's like, it just doesn't work for me. I don't know. It's weird. That's not the best way to put it. Well, um, I'll be honest. On, I kind second. of have a hard time with his accent. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, because you don't because, know where to put it? <laughs> well, like, no, because he's actually British. So I've seen him in an episode of Doctor Who, and he has a really thick British accent. And so I hear him doing the good old boy southern Georgian accent, and I'm like, I, I hear a little bit of Brit back there somewhere. Yeah, it's it's he's trying real hard. He's not doing as good as um, Andrew Lincoln to cover that British accent because yeah. Rick is British too, and you can't tell on the show. So yeah, so I don't know where his accent's from, but he, he's just it's that whole thing between him and Andrew is just creepy. Yeah, and like, I mean, I know it, I know it's the apocalypse, and I know there's not many options anyway. But her friend that just let her survive for the past six months just told her that he was a douchebag. <laughs> Well, and, like, and whatever, I get some whiskey. And we've already seen a scene with him with another woman in his bed. Yeah. So it's it, it kind of like, is he keep the women around as his slaves and she just hasn't put the pieces together yet? I mean, it seems like there's something going on there. And I mean, we've seen we've seen the whole it's the apocalypse, let's do it scenario with Glenn and the other chick. And... um you know, so I mean, but that worked out. That that was that worked out well, and the right. acting was great, and it was believable. But this, you're right. It's just it felt weird, and I think it it it's not the acting. I think it's the governor. We know he's a bad person. We know he's a creepy dude. We know he's doing something. He's going to end up doing something awful with Andrea, and not just a lame sex scene. Um, it's just there's something going on. I think that's why we're having these feelings. 
Um, I don't. Th- I don't. Yeah, th- I would. Ag- I would agree with that. Yeah. The, the acting wasn't superb, but then again, I think it wasn't the acting. I just think the governor is creepy. I think that they were trying too hard to make him seem like a, a lovable schoolboy kind of thing, right. and I think that was the wrong, the wrong steps to take. But yeah. I can forgive well, it. It's a small part. After after that whole thing happened, the whole him and Andrea doing it thing, um, that's when, when Merle comes and lets him know everything that happened with Michonne, and he decides to go out looking for her. And then we have Glenn and Maggie, and they're also doing something. It was There was like nine storylines going on in this episode. Maggie's her name. Thank you. Because Glenn, Glenn and Maggie went to the, the, like the store to go find baby formula and stuff. And that's when... Michonne sees them and Merle sees them <laughs> and Merle goes from super nice guy. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Glenn, can I see my brother? No, I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> like he instantly snaps. But do you think he wouldn't have killed them no matter what? Like I kind of get the feeling that he was going to do something awful no matter what. What should have happened is Glenn should stop being a little bitch. Like, Glenn could have totally done something before Merle got to Maggie. Yeah, he could have shot him in the head. Shot him in the, he could have just you know, shot him in the I leg. Hate to be a, I hate to nitpick, but when they cut the camera so you could see things from kind of Glenn's perspective, you could see the gun that Merle had tucked yeah. in the back of his pants. At that point, I was kind of like, Glenn, just shoot him. Yeah. and Just if he shoot shot, him in the leg. If he, you know? well, if he shot him in the head... Everybody already thinks he's dead. The only people that know he's alive is the people with the governor and Andrea and Michonne. Nobody else knows he's alive. Daryl doesn't think he's alive. So he could have just killed him. Yep. But instead, now they're going to bring Glenn and Maggie back to the governor's town and torture them to find out where their people are, which I'm sure is going to be great. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm sure Andrea won't find out about that. And she won't hear the (laughs) screaming and all the pain and... Yeah, but then that's be... Michonne somehow figures out that they're up. This, they 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 say that they're close to their camp and all that stuff. But she figures out that it's the prison and brings the baby formula with her, which was kind yeah. of convenient. Like How she saw, she well, she saw that they had a basket of baby formula. So she knew that they were getting that. But how did she know that they were at the prison and not somewhere else up the road? You know what I mean? It's kind of mm-hmm. weird. And she just and the other thing, how come the zombies just keep walking by her? Because she's got she's guts all over. In her. Guts. Is she in the yeah. fight? She like she used she her cuts open the gut of a zombie and she gets covered. Okay, I might I might not have seen. I thought maybe it had something to do with the gunshot in her leg, and for some reason that would have the different because, a very different effect. Well, but because everyone's already infected. That maybe it was like rotting or something when she got shot. I don't know. I was confused a little bit that none of the zombies were attacking her. No, uh, one of the zombies goes to fall on top of her and she goes to stab him or slice him. And she basically oh, cuts his yes. belly open and his entire intestines fall into the, basically in her face. Okay, I remember that now. But then she conveniently walks up to the prison fence while everybody's outside looking in her direction. <laughs> it's always very convenient. That that Rick notices that she's walking in a group of zombies. With a bag. With a bag, covered in zombie guts. Like, mm. how from a distance can he tell that she's not a zombie? Eyes. Eyes? I would think so. 
and yeah, from, she did have a she's carrying look in a her basket. Face. She's carrying yeah. a basket of food. So. Well, so obviously we know that she's probably gonna get led into the prison because Rick's now gonna change after the whole telephone calls and he's gonna be like, Alright, we'll let you in because you have baby formula, so where's Glenn and Maggie? And then they're gonna find out about the governor. So that's when shit's gonna go crazy because we have what, two more episodes to the mid season break? Yeah. 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 <laughs> two more in the mid-season break and I think the mid-season break is going to be Rick meeting the governor something's going to happen where either the governor gets to the prison or Rick gets to the town and that's when we're going to break I think it's going to revolve around Merle Merle's the central character and it's going to revolve around Merle in the center and you have the governor who who wants what Rick has you're going to have Rick who just wants peace and for the fighting to stop and probably the governor to just shut the fuck up and die and then you're going to have um uh, Daryl who you know is going to be in the mix of it all like trying yeah, to make Merle calm and not want to kill Rick and well there's the possibility of Daryl going my brother's alive you left him up there to die and he's still alive now I don't like you because there's also uh, that possibility I'm, I'm going to call it now they're gonna have Daryl kill Merle. I think Daryl was yeah. I think Daryl was happy was at peace well, now with that, what he now did. Now that he found Carol, which I don't know how she survived. Well, she survived by locking herself in a room, and she was almost starving to death. Yeah. So now that he found Carol, he's gonna have her back, and I think it's gonna be a choice between the group with her or Merle. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I think I, the, the the way I see it unfolding is I think they're going to have a conversation, Daryl and Merle, and Daryl's going to basically imply he wants to take care of Carol, and Merle's going to tell him it makes him weak. They're going to get, get, get into a tussle, and Daryl's going to have to kill Merle. Well, Merle's evil, and Daryl is good. I mean, they right. may be brothers, but I don't think Daryl is going to give up what he has being a good guy to and be this awful person like Merle. And he was never like his brother. He just... He was his older brother, so he just went along with him, right? And, D- and Daryl is one of the Boondock Saints, so I mean, he'll right. still survive. The I mean, Irish rule still applies in this movie. Right. I mean, name name one thing Michael Rooker's done in a while. Uh, Mall Rats, like 20 <laughs> years ago. Call, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Ooh. All right. <laughs> well, we have our predictions now. Um, and uh, I guess we can now go into our dead decision. I once said Journey. Oh, shit. You just did. Dead decisions. All right, real quick, if anybody hasn't noticed, um, Bob has been eaten by a zombie, which is why it's just me, Ryan, and Lou. Yet his right. fingers still play the sounds. Yeah, it's it's weird. All right, so <laughs> this week's dead decision, um, I get a buyout from last week, which is cool, and uh, it's Ryan's turn. Government bailouts. Or do I have to do dead decision next week? Nah, no, we'll, we'll give you a pass. Everyone okay. gets one. All Got right, to fucking tear people's throats out. <laughs> well, all right. So what's the dead decision this week? All right. Strap in, boys. Actually, ignore that. Um, this week is Thanksgiving. 
in the States. And, but I see it as a different holiday. Black Friday is really the holiday for me. And uh, I figured we'd celebrate Black Friday by doing a dead decision on Black Friday shopping at the mall. Ah, yes, the lovely mall. Uh, Rick, Bob, and Lou are at the electronics store while Rick's wife is across the mall shopping. Uh, the zombie apocalypse hits hard. You're in a crowded mall. It's very crowded. And you're at the electronics store, and you've got it pretty pretty good there. Like you, It's been cornered off. Uh, there's no zombies in the electronics store. But you – okay, so first off, Rick, how do you convince Bob and Lou to help you save your wife? And second, how do you make it across the crowded mall in one piece? Keep in mind this is an American mall, so it's huge – uh, but there are useful stores along the way. But every minute spent not heading across the mall is a minute that your wife is in danger. All right. So I, go. I have questions, Ryan. Okay. I have questions as well. Oh, uh, okay. Is it a multi-floor mall or a single-floor mall? Because the one I, near where I live oh, is large, but it's all one floor. I'll say one floor just to just make – because I pictured it as one floor. Okay. Yeah, are there any purse stores around me? <laughs> <laughs> that's where I didn't want to remain. I didn't want to be sexist, but that's where your wife is shopping. Now that I know she likes purses. Okay, so she's at the purse store. Yes. So, so I have to convince Bob and Lou to come with me to go across the mall to save my wife. You don't have to, but it would definitely help. I would, I would assume. All right. Um, well, I don't have to convince Bob because he's known her for like four years. So, Lou, this person you don't know, I have to go save her on the other side of the mall. I'm going with or without you. Uh, I'm, but I I'm your friend. I'm good for it. I'll go with you. All right. Aww. So now the three of us are trekking across the mall to go get her at the purse store. Sure. Okay. Um, do we have Do we have the ability to like how How overrun are we talking? Like, well, it's Black um, Friday, and the like I said, the zombie apocalypse was hit hard. People are dying left to right. It's It's chaos. And, and might I, I might I suggest something right off the bat? Yes. Let's avoid main hallways and let's see if we can take service entrances. Right. Because chances are they'll, they'll be less, uh, they're less crowded. Do um, cell phones work at all? Uh, yes. This is the start of the zombie apocalypse. So you'll, you'll get – Okay. So that way I can at least figure out where we need to go in the mall to find her. I think, yeah, we'll say that cell phones are currently operational but not for long because the, the – uh, the networks are going to get pretty pretty hammered. All right. So instead of going out of whatever store we're in into the mall, we go into the back room of that store, which will have access to one of the hallways that goes behind all the stores, the, the, the service entrances. And then uh, while we're running through there towards where I think my wife is, I uh, text her to find out where she is to make sure that we don't go to a store that she's not at and okay. find out if she's alive because if she doesn't text back, she may be a zombie already. But it's your wife. I mean, even if oh, you don't yeah. hear anything back, you want to be damn sure. Oh, yeah. Be damn sure if she's a zombie to end it. If also, might I suggest, if this is a mall and we're using service entrances, as someone that used to work in a mall, there are security guard like trucks basically at any exit service entrance. We might be able to use one of those to get to the other side of the mall faster, too. Or, or if. Some, if we know the layout of the mall, someone might be able to steal one of those security trucks and get to the other side so that after we rescue your wife, we might be able to get in the Jeep and get out of there. Yes, that sounds like a plan. Also, be, like to backtrack before we left the electronics store, smash the windows to draw the zombies that way. 
yeah. smash the windows. You know how like malls, they always have big windows in front of their store, in front of the stores, because it's not just an open store. Some stores have big windows that they hang posters and shit in. But there are people, all, <laughs> like, <laughs> there are people in the electronic store using it for. I don't. Care. Why would you? You don't care. I don't care. There's zombies coming at me, smashing windows to attract them to those people. Well, it is. It is. I'm chaos. not married to any of them. That's true. That's true. No, you know what? That's that was really good with the service. I never really thought about that, like the yeah. the back alleys and and especially the jeep. I mean, I would think if you were you like I was trying to think of like a time. So so far you've been you've been doing it for four minutes, and I would say if you got in the jeep, you got there in time, and you found that uh, you know you she was in the purse store or whatever, and she locked herself in the office but she wasn't going to last very much longer because the horde was there and right. i mean i've seen the black friday videos and i know how some oh, of the people get at the uh, the purse store and they 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 tear each other apart so i can imagine what would happen if they were turned into black that's why i don't go out zombies. on black friday well, i yeah. used to work i used to work retail there's a reason why now that i don't work retail we don't go out on black friday <laughs> yeah, I only have done uh, – I never have done Black Friday, but I did it last year for the first time because I had worked through too many of them to actually want to do it. But there was sales last year for video games where I could get stuff that had just been released for 15 bucks. So yes. I stood in line at Best Buy nearby where I, where I am in uh, Maine, and it was mobbed. They were supposed to have – what was it? They were supposed to have – the Xbox Live Gold cards on sale for like $3 or something like that. And one guy came in, took the whole stack, and bought the whole stack of cards. So by the time any of us even got there, there was no limit, so there was none there. And I was like, who does that? And the, the mall was the, – the, 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 the store was crazy mobbed. I barely found what I wanted to get out in the time that I was in there, and I was in there five minutes. Weird. I mean the cool thing about – well, in Canada – it's weird. We're kind of getting two Black Fridays because our normal Black Friday is on Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas, Boxing. where there's deals, and um, really there's the there's the the door crasher deals, and then there are the deals um, that come in boxes, like mm-hmm. boxes and boxes of them. So the door crashers are usually like, get a TV for two hundred dollars off, or get a, <laughs> a coffee maker for half price, whereas the box deals are like games for 20 bucks and they literally come in a crate and there's always always games left right so for me for boxing day i can go at like 10 a.m and avoid the morning crowd and just get exactly what i want and i tell people like i'm not gonna wait in line and and save 200 dollars on a tv but take five years off my life from all the stress from people running around the store trying to find what they want it's not worth it um but no like I've never really seen a zombie scenario where the mall is crowded. It's always either the mall has been cleared or – well, I guess the best scenario would be like the Dead Dead Rising, that video right. game. Yeah, where there's um, all – you're in a mall for the entire game and yeah. it's just swarmed. Um, <coughs> going back on the, um, the – using the service hallways as well, uh, I'm sure there's first aid kits and – Plenty of things that can be used as weapons in those hallways as well from maintenance There's people. also usually security guard stations back there too. So we could probably find equipment while we're on our way wandering around or service closets where there'd be uh, tools and things that we could use as weapons. Nice. And I mean like would you – like the other thing is like 
do you, there's so many uh, variables in terms of what your wife is doing and whether she's able to get away. I mean, luckily, like she got into an office and was able to hold off, but only for a certain amount of time. I mean, you got her, but I mean, it, there's just so many variables, especially uh, on a busy day at the mall, like of what could happen. And right, um, if we if crazy. we didn't take the service entrance in like the vehicle and stuff like that, if we went out straight through the mall, there's no way we would have made it. No, you you either you would have probably. I think having Lou and being able to think your way through it, you would have made it, but not in time. You, See, you, me and Bob would have gone out swinging. That's why we need Lou. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you would have ran through the halls rather than the service? Yeah. <laughs> More no, like I would have grabbed something heavy and just started smashing people. Yeah. Well, no, that so. that's good. I'm glad that's, uh, again, another good decision where I didn't really think of these service uh, entrances or even being able – being the zombie the start of the zombie apocalypse you definitely would have been able to like get out and find a car because right. you know, it's at the beginning yeah that was good good job well ryan why don't you tell people where they can find us now that we're at the end of our show sure sure um this is where we would read emails or itunes reviews but since we don't have any um, we're, we're more than happy if you want to send us a, an email. Um, but first, check out our website at zombiesatemypodcast.com. That's where we post um, our shows and any other content we may have. And um, you can also find our email there, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Uh, you can also find links to uh, Twitter at zombiespodcast and Facebook, facebook.com slash zombiesatemypodcast. Ooh, the new Ooh. URL. Yeah. So, Please like us, follow us, send us an email, stalk us in general on the internet. Um, and just a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for, uh, from StarCrossedOnline.com for our iTunes artwork and website header. I mean, none of us are – I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but my stick figures suck and our original uh, artwork wasn't really up to par. And, and uh, we're very happy to have, to have Joel to have uh, created our iTunes artwork. So big yes. shout out. Joel's cool. So it's, it's nice. All right. Well, for for Bob, Ryan, Lou, and me, remember, always shoot them in the brain on your journey through the zombie apocalypse. Stop it. You're breaking him. Bob is broken. Was doing it in the break room at work, fucking tear people's throats. Gone without me. Yeah, I read. I've seen. Like I do it in spurts. Hit us with some outro music while we journey our way out of here. You broke him. Bob is broken. Okay. <laughs> Diary entry with a thing talked about the. The, the lesions in the groin area, I was like, so it's uh, zombie jockey. Lesions in the groin area, yummy. I've definitely had pus protruding. Oh. From- All right. Know,